Continuing with the program, we have our next keynote speaker who is no stranger to the bank or the border. Ramiro Cavazos was born and raised in the Rio Grande Valley and spent much of his professional career right here in San Antonio as the city's economic development director and president for the His San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, just to name a few. Ramiro now serves as the president of the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the most important organization fighting for Hispanic businesses in Washington, D.C. I am honored to introduce you to Ramiro, a true ambassador for Hispanic entrepreneurs. Please join me in welcoming the president of the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, our good friend, Ramiro Cavazos. Que bonitas flores. Jesse, thank you so much for your longtime friendship and your, your powerful work. It's an honor to be here with each of you. I also understand that um, I'm in the way of your lunch. And so I'm going to try to go as quickly as I can. But I, I'm very um, aware of nearshoring. It is not a concept to many of us here. But I'm going to touch on nearshoring a little bit. Um, we talk about the history of NAFTA slightly and then share some data about the powerful economic engine that is driving the North American continent, the Latino community. Uh, the Latino community is 63 and a half million people in the U.S., 20% of the population. It is far larger than the people who live in Canada. Uh, California itself has 40 million people, and it is larger than Canada. So if you add our roots and our strength and our history with Mexico and uh, the Latin American community in the U.S., uh, we are an unstoppable economic engine, a positive force, uh, detonando mucho negocio y mucho dinero para, para la frontera de, de Estados Unidos y México y Canadá. Um, as Jesse said, I'm the President of the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. It's an honor to be here with you all, more so because I helped build this uh, facility when I was the head of economic development. This was an old uh, public parking lot. It wasn't big enough for a hotel, so we had to sell uh, air rights. Uh, so if you go uh, up and down the river, this is the narrowest portion of the river. Uh, and so just make sure you don't fall into the river on the sidewalk. But those uh, air rights were helpful in getting enough space for the port cachet in the front. And of course, uh, this beautiful facility here at the Westin. And very few people know this hotel is also owned by our friend Kit Goldsberry um, from the Pearl. Um, I want to thank the North American Development Bank. I want to thank Calixto, Mateos, and of course, uh, John Beckham. Um, I want to thank the ambassadors that you all have, have uh, been joined by, of course, in person and virtual, uh, Salazar and Moctezuma. Um, I've had the honor of working with so many of the previous directors in my roles here in, in, in San Antonio, Victor Miramontes, Jorge Garces, Jeronimo Gutierrez, Manuel Camacho. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, NADBank was a reward. Este era el premio de, de San Antonio cuando se aprobó el Tratado de Libre Comercio, um, porque esa es la ciudad que más empujó adelante en contra del Partido Demócrata y en contra del Partido Republicano, uh, porque los dos partidos estaban en contra del Tratado de Libre Comercio. 
Uh, it was because the conservatives, the Republicans, again, uh, were concerned about losing jobs. And, and on the uh, progressive, uh, democratic, liberal side, folks in unions felt that, that the jobs would be lost. So both had a, a unifying opposition to this. We, our vision at the United States Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is, is that we're not red or blue. We're bipartisan. We're red, white, and blue, but our favorite color is green. And, uh, and, and or it could also be the Mexican flag uh, for all, uh, you know, we, we would know. But I just want to thank uh, each of you for your support at the NADBank. I'm honored to be speaking today. I, I promise that my remarks will tie a little bit with the history. Um, it was in the late 80s that I was hired to be el director general de la Cámara Mexicana de Comercio de San Antonio. A los 23 años me ocuparon para correr la Cámara más añeja de los Estados Unidos Latina, fundada por el consul, uh, consulado mexicano. We changed the name to the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber shortly thereafter. I was the only employee at the time, uh, but we did trade missions to Mexico. Uh, I see some dear friends here who were part of that uh, momentum. Uh, I remember going to Mexico on my first trade mission, and I grew up, soy, soy fronterizo, me nací en McAllen y me, me crié en, en Westlaco, y soy tejano de ocho uh, generaciones. Llegó el capitán Juan Cavazos de España, eh, y él murió en 1683 en Monterrey. Tenía una de las primeras becas de, 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 para poblar el Nuevo Mundo. Y en ese tiempo era muy difícil. Se llamaba el Rancho Cavazos, Rancho Carricitos. It was larger than the state of Rhode Island. Today it is the King Ranch. Uh, my great uncle was Dr. Lauro Cavazos, who was the first uh, uh, Latino on the president's cabinet. President Reagan appointed him the Secretary of Education because he was the president of Texas Tech University. And then uh, three months ago, I had the honor of being at Fort Hood when it was renamed Fort Richard Cavazos for the first four-star general Latino, um, the largest military base run by the U.S. in the world is named after a Latino, uh, Richard Cavazos. So uh, those are my roots. Uh, I grew up feeling just as equal, if not better than anyone else, regardless if they were Anglo, African-American, or fellow Latinos. Teníamos mucho orgullo. Teníamos familia en Monterrey. Si eres Cavazos, we're probably related. Y Cavazos es un nombre mexicano. No lo encuentras en España. Yo fui primera vez al Archivo de las Indias. No había ningún Cavazos, pero era Cavazo originalmente. Ahí está otro Cavazos, Leroy. Um, and so very proud of being, when people ask me what I am, I say, soy mexicano. Um, I work for the U.S. Hispanic Chamber. We represent 300 Latino chambers, 5 million Latino-owned businesses. The fifth largest economy in the world is $3 trillion, and it's the 63.5 million Latinos that uh, live in, the, in this country between 2020, um, 2010 and 2021, the Texas population grew 18%. This year, we became majority Latino, 40.1%. Um, but during that same time, the population grew 18%. The Texas economy grew 39%.
So uh, one half of all the jobs in the U.S. in the last 20 years have been created here in Texas. I had the honor of not just uh, working for Nelson Wolf, who was mayor, when we signed the NAFTA agreement here in San Antonio with Prime Minister Mulroney, President Salinas, and of course, um, our own President H.W. Bush, um, you know, it is very clear to me that um, this is not a concept. I've seen it from beginning to end. I was there at the 20th anniversary. Uh, and uh, now, you know, I was there at the signing of uh, Temec, of the USMCA, at the White House in my new role, ironically, at, in Washington, D.C. Ahí tienen sus oficinas en la Cámara Hispana de Comercio de los Estados Unidos. Um, yo no tenía aspiraciones de ir a Washington, Entonces me quedé en San Antonio, pero voy y vengo a Washington cuando tengo que estar allí. Voy a estar ahí la semana que viene. Pero ahí tienen sus oficinas y uh, la cámara uh, está al cruzar la calle de la Casa Blanca, on 17th Street, donde debemos estar. We are a pro-business chamber. We're nonpartisan. Uh, we work with both uh, parties and, and other groups. Um, I'm happy to say that we focus on three things, access to capital, access to capacity building, and access to contracts or connections. Lo que queremos es más negocio uh, para los Latinos aquí y, y en México. I had the honor of working uh, as a head of economic development for the city. We were the first city in America that opened casas uh, in Mexico, as you all know. We're opening an office in November, the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in Mexico City. Uh, you know, when you go to my house, it's all USM- USMCA NAFTA. My wife works for Marathon Petroleum. She opened the office in Mexico City for uh, Marathon, which the gasoline there and in Tijuana, their offices is Arco. Uh, and they did it because of La Reforma de Energía. I will say this, they're losing money right now, but they're going to wait to make money when things change. So uh, to make more money, sorry. Um <laughs> I, you know, I grew up a farmer and a rancher. I grew up uh, speaking English and Spanish. Um, I want to thank the people with vision that came before me. I remember going to Mexico City on my first trade mission, and I wanted to meet someone in the lobby, and I picked up the phone. This was before cell phones. I said, ¿Dónde nos podemos ver? ¿Cómo se dice? Estoy hablando con el señor que, con Canaco, que era presidente. And I'm 26, and he's like 58, and uh, which is kind of now I'm I'm him. Years later, uh, when I meet with my young staffers, he said, "Cómo se dice lobby en español para vernos allí?" Y me dijo, "Pues lobby." <laughs> so Spanish is a wonderful language. Um, <laughs> pero me pegó bien duro el año pasado. Uh, después de ese viaje, cuando llegué a México, y estaba hablando con unos empresarios. Porque yo soy pocho, con mucho orgullo. Y, y lo digo porque yo llegué y yo creo, maybe I was a little full of myself, but me dijo un empresario, me dijo, Ramiro, ustedes allá en los Estados Unidos, los mexicanos americanos, ni aquí en México, ni allá. Hay lugar para ustedes. Y me pegó duro. Pero ¿sabes qué? Dominamos los dos lados. Ya. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm very proud to be here with you. I wanted to tell you about nearshoring and how it's happened. We recruited Toyota to San Antonio, the assembly plant, siendo Tacomas y, ta y Tundras. Y como yo era el, el lead negotiator de la ciudad por uh, seis años y vinieron muchas compañías a, a, a San Antonio, gracias a Dios, con mucho trabajo. Y, y, y aquí está mi, mi comadre, uh, Sherry, Dallas Shahi. ¿Dónde estás, comadre? La quiero mucho, pero ella uh, llegó aquí con su uh, ex marido a correr la UNAM. Y nomás quiero decirle que el liderazgo de mucha gente en ese tiempo puso San Antonio aquí en el puesto. We had zero automotive manufacturing jobs. We had zero suppliers, but we had Nelson Wolf and we had uh, a city staff and we had uh, a lot of uh, business leaders, Tom Frost, Red McCombs, and teníamos muchas ganas. We stole Toyota 4,000 jobs to build an assembly plant. We gave them 3,000 acres, an old Spanish land grant, like Rancho Caricitos, but it was the Lopez family on the south side. And I remember they would come in and, and we had to take them to the Tower of the Americas because uh, they only had a, a little bit of time. And in Japan, they don't buy anything. They don't invest in anything unless they see it, they touch it, they taste it, or they smell it. So all 20 board members of the global Toyota company had to fly in and fly out. And uh, they didn't have time to go to El Rancho. It was, uh, it was on the south side. So we took them to the Tower of the Americas. We had to fix the telescope that didn't work uh, so they could see it. But they would see the land and they said, sounds good. And uh, their handlers were taking them, we found out, to Little Rock on a separate plane because uh, they were seeing two sites. And we found out because we had our people at the airport say, hey, where, where are they flying? Can you get the log? Oh, they're flying to Little Rock. That's where we knew we were competing against Arkansas Mississippi and, and uh, Tennessee. But make a long story short, it, it, it happened with a lot of help from people like uh, Senator Cornyn uh, and uh, Mayor Wolf. We got a $9 million EDA grant. Uh, we sweetened the pot. People were hungry. And now, thanks to that $4 million, 4,000 job plant, talk about nearshoring. Uh, I'm going to make my point, I promise. Uh, Toyota North America moved its offices from California, New York to Plano, Texas, another 10,000 jobs. And we've added uh, a second line here in San Antonio. And then, ya me conocen, yo trabajaba por la Cámara Hispana de Comercio y soy mexicano. He said, well, we want some of those Toyota suppliers to uh, be Hispanic-owned suppliers. And they said, oh, you, you know, you don't have any automotive suppliers. I said, well, we can, we can create them. We can do the tech transfer. Uh, and they said, well, give us names of people that can raise $40 million. We gave them 40 names of Latinos that can raise $40 million. Some of them were personal injury lawyers. But they learned the business. And today, those same five compadres, Fernando Reyes, Rosa Santana, uh, Max Navarro, Frank Herrera, and, and of course, uh, 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 I forget the fifth one. I apologize. Uh, for, for, uh, Berto Guerra. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, and uh, 
they are now doing business in Guanajuato at the new plant and in Querétaro. So that's, that's near shoring right there. And their family's now in the second, third generation. So uh, this is not a concept in San Antonio. It's not a concept to NADBank. I want to thank NADBank, 10, more than $10 billion of investment on both sides of the border. Let's give them a round of applause. So in conclusion, uh, el sueño americano es el sueño hispano en los Estados Unidos. Um, and uh, we will continue to grow. We uh, uh, are, I mentioned we're the fifth largest economy in the world at $3 trillion. Uh, China has 1.4 billion people. India has 1.3 billion people. We're just 63 and a half Latinos, million Latinos, but our economy is larger, just the Latinos in the U.S., than the economy of India with 1.3 billion people. So we are powerful. We need to own our own power as a community. Uh, humility is no longer a virtue. Uh, it's respect, but it's no longer a virtue. Um, and I just wanted to share that the reason that companies now need to invest in us, because we, we have 200 corporations that are members of, of our chamber in the United States, uh, Hispanic chamber, but they know the population growth uh, of the Latino is unstoppable. They know that we create more businesses than non-Latinos uh, by per capita. We have better credit scores. We have more money in the bank. And sadly, only 40% of applicants for loans are approved. Uh, and we're going to change that with our access to capital program. Uh, workforce, we're in the workforce 10 years more than anyone else in the U.S. because we start earlier and we, we last longer. We're healthier people. We live longer. Um, we have fewer accidents. Uh, and that's because we take care of each other. Uh, it's part of our culture. We might have diabetes or heart disease or all these things. It's a paradox. They call it the Latino paradox that Latinos live longer, have a higher uh, rate of, of uh, survival because uh, of our strength and our vitality in spite of obstacles because we're used to overcoming obstacles. And last but not least, we're the fastest growing consumer in, in the U.S. Uh, and so we're going to keep buying products. We're going to keep uh, filling those positions as a workforce. They need us. If today we filled all the positions that were available in the U.S. with people who are here that are undocumented or legally that do not have a job, we would still have four million vacant positions in the U.S. because our fertility rate is 1.6 per family, used to be 2.1 and even in Mexico, it's 1.7. So we're going to need to bring in more H-1B visas, more people to work. And I just want to thank NADBank for coming to San Antonio and locating here. It was a reward for our hard work and advocacy. And I'll never forget um, the uh, excitement we had when we were able to receive this prize. Uh, I had a full head of hair when NAFTA was, uh, was passed. But I'm happy to say that uh, sin la comunidad hispana por los dos lados de la frontera no se va a hacer nada si no nos apoyamos uno al otro. Entonces, uh, con mucho respeto uh, a NADBank y la gente de México y la gente tejana, 
uh, el futuro y el sueño americano es el sueño de nosotros. Muchísimas gracias.